Hello, this is David Ridley. And this is Alan May. And you're listening to The Sound Architect Podcast. Hello, and welcome to The Sound Architect Podcast. I am your host, Sam Hughes. And as you just heard, today I'm joined by composing duo David Ridley and Aaron May. Thanks for joining me today, guys. How are you? Not too shabby, thanks. Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, good. Good, good, good. So before we dive into one of your recent projects, Villain, um, I actually really want to ask, how did this collaboration first begin? How did you guys first start working together? Well, we 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 first met um a good 10, 10, 10 11 years ago because we st- we both studied music together um at, at Bristol University in the UK. Oh nice. So uh so 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 we both studied there for four years and um and we we were well, actually I think our first musical experience together we was uh or kind of collaboration together was in a. Uh, uh, it was described by a friend as an, an earnest folk band okay. that, um, that we played in together for about five years. <laughs> an earnest folk band. That sounds great. <laughs> Aaron was on accordion and I was I was a fiddler. <laughs> um, and uh, if you can believe it, that was our first major, major collaboration, I would say. That's amazing. But we both um, enjoyed the composition side um of kind of uni life and it was yeah you know it's a really good it's a really good place to cut your teeth because there are um people around who are willing just to kind of play stuff and you don't really know at the time but that's just a, such an a- asset because everyone in real life uh <laughs> is is um is busy and <laughs> needs to be paid and stuff and so but if you're just like if you've just got crazy ideas and you just wanted to to kind of be realized in some capacity you can just you know so so we were both really interested in composition and ended up um doing a master's there we both kind of stayed on for the fourth year oh, and nice. and like try to cut our own niche there was a really good like i guess culture in the music department of um of kind of non-official concerts and like various different ensembles and 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 kind of people making music together and i think the best thing about uh, studying there was just like we just had a, an amazing year group of, with lots of incredible musicians and, and other composers and and it was nice. and there was just kind of four years of, of really uh, like experimenting I mean a lot of like a lot of uh, a lot uh, <laughs> a lot of kind of you know like uh quite out there um kind of get j- just getting our heads around kind of sound and and what each of our kind of voices were and and kind of pushing things and pulling things and um and and uh, and and it, and, it, and it was kind of I think for both for both of us it was a really kind of musically formative four years and um and that yeah that's where we met been been mates ever since <laughs> nice and the rest as they say is history yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys work off each other like how do you decide who does what or how you're going to collaborate on tracks because i love this stuff because everyone writes music differently and everyone works together differently so how do you delegate tasks how do you collaborate on the same track do you collaborate on the same track two things are interesting about it the first thing is which is interesting is that i think every i mean even within project i think every project has been very different and then every piece and track within different projects have been different um and then on top of that about I guess like the the however long we've been in lockdown, which has kind of been since we've started our or completed our second more kind of sizable project together. Hmm. Um, that's added another insane change because um because more recently we've been working you know through the through the wire. But um but 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 I think kind of a general theme that 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 tends to happen is that we do a lot of um 
we do we, we a lot of this thing that we we've got a name of it which is uh laddering so uh so laddering laddering i guess like one person will come up with an early theme and then throw it to the, to the other person and they'll completely take it and smash it around and and kind of yeah j- 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 just jump on it and then and then we'll, we'll have this kind of like alternating kind of uh input on the same pieces of music yeah um until we until they slowly begin to get like molded down and sculpted down and and take shape and then and then often at that point we'll then maybe get together and and think about the kind of wider structural um kind of decisions and yeah. and and kind of the the more the more like macro decisions we will often do together um or or or, or in the either in the same room or, or over or over zoom um more recently we always spend a lot of time at the beginning of a project um thinking uh about sound worlds and i think that i think that's a conversation that happens in the same kind of space yeah either either over the phone or literally in the same studio with instruments and jamming and stuff although that hasn't really been possible in the last five or six months obviously so it's kind of we've had to improvise you know yeah um but um yeah it kind of like with villain it was what we realized is that after you've had that conversation and you're on the same page and you've got that sound world, you've got your key sounds, you've got your instruments, you've got, you might have a few themes and motifs. Um, we realized that um, it was quite, we had a, like two, we were working out of two adjacent studios and we'd just both be in one of them. And then we just kind of like, you know, we wouldn't really set a timer, but there'd be a point where we'd be like, hey man, how's it going here? And then we just switch studios. And um, each idea would kind of develop on their own um, because having the, Coming into someone else's studio, particularly when you're writing to pic- picture, and seeing where where their thought process has got them, but then just noticing, oh, there's an edit point there that we're missing, and if we just brought that um, that I don't know shift of chord a second or two seconds earlier, so it hit that edit point, for example, or something like that. It's just because you get you get to see it when it hits you immediately, and you often lose track of that thought process if you're writing and improvising to picture. Um, so having that constant swapping motion allowed us just to be really kind of uh, to think very clearly about what we're doing to picture. Um, and it just we were quickly, well, we, I, we just realized that this was a huge advantage. It, it, it really helps the inspiration as well, because so often as like, a, you know, as a composer, you're writing on your own and then you'll, you'll be like six hours in and then you just be like, oh, oh. God, I can't remember where this was going. I don't know where it's been. What's going on? And then, like, and then, uh, and then, but, 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 when you got two heads, then you know, th- then maybe, th- then maybe you swap round, and then suddenly the other person comes in, and they're like, "Oh, it's wicked! This, this, this is going to sound great." Like, do you know, kind of make a change which, which, which you would never have thought of, and then that, that will completely, like, completely, um you know sparks but spark more ideas and and it's a real like um it kind of like it's it's a really good way of keeping creative and like creative excitement yeah yeah and keep and keep keeping the keeping the ball going kind of thing yeah um and and also just egging each other on quite Moral a lot support <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, there's definitely a lot of that as well yeah yeah because it used to confuse me at first because like as you say usually as a composer right most people are either taught this way or just do it anyway but they they, they're very insular and they very much just write by themselves and they're just writing alone all the time but it's also i don't know if it's me or it's actually happening but over the last couple of years it seems to be more common to collaborate now like a lot more people over the last few years have come out as like duos or like they've composed with someone else on a project 
Um, and at first I was a bit like, but why? Mm, and then mm, mm. <laughs> I remembered back to like being in a band and being back in the days where I used to write guitar parts or write this and then go, I, I don't know where to go next, guys. Like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of that when you talk about it. Like, it feels like you need to bounce off ideas sometimes. Like, sometimes you're just like, I, I wrote this thing. It's a nice riff. I honestly don't know where it's going. Like, I don't know what to do with it next. And then someone else can really change your approach. And that must be very, very similar to a band mentality between you two. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, uh, we're, we've, we've been trying to slip the accordion and, and viola into fiddle, every single project fiddle. That, that, that we've done since. Fiddle, fiddle. And, uh, <laughs> and, it's, and it's never... Yeah, I think, like, I think the thing that we've got between each other, which, like, we do, so, so, so I think because we've known each other for such a long time and we've known each other musically for such a long time, uh, we, we, there, there's a lot of, like, musical or, like, creative trust between us. Yeah. So, so like, if I'd come up with a, kind of a, a start of an idea and then, and then, um, oh, well, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Like, like, like if, if I've come up with, with a good idea, I'll be excited for dave to come on and and like jump in it and change it because right because there's this like because there is this creative trust between us it means that there's like an excitement about getting the other person involved i think i think that like there is, there is definitely a sense of openness that you need to have mm. that i think that we have with each other quite naturally and i don't i don't know if i don't know if 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 that you can force that kind of alchemy god that's really that's getting, you know, deep, I'm getting a little bit into the deep, <laughs> it's just it's just you know i've tried I've, I've collaborated with a lot of people i i've 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 we both well we both might write music in our own right that's one thing so it, so this isn't like the only outlet that we have right which i think yeah. it's really really healthy because we're, we're practicing our craft and then we get to feel the difference of what it is like to work on our on our you know collaboration stuff yeah um but um but i think you also have to practice collaboration collaborating and the feeling of openness and 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 what and what you need to kind of expect of yourself in that process and um and like i don't know if you time and time again when aaron and i are working together if one of us has kind of taken more ownership of a of a cue say or it's you know the, the the first iteration of that cue was almost the finished product it's never as strong as the music that we've written together and we can't we can't even remember who started <laughs> and those are those are the cues that we're like both like vibing off because it's like god and i think the reason is because um you've you've, you've it's the feeling of create you've created something yeah that you yeah. don't think you could have done on your own but you've had a hand in creating. So in in our in the collaboration, you've created a third entity, and it's that third entity that kind of the Aaron and Daveness, rather than just Aaronness and Daveness. That that is um, <laughs> Aaron that's, and that's the exciting I like thing. that. <laughs> and that's that's the exciting thing, and that's what I think that's where we're trying to get to when we when we write together. You know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. So I was gonna kind of like touch on that as well like you say you have to be open and i think that's probably quite hard for a lot of um quite hard for a lot of composers to admit right they it's a in a lot of art forms people get very precious about their art right so it must be quite tricky for people to learn to collaborate unless you're friends such as yourselves or you've worked before in the band or you know you guys kind of evolve naturally right <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know I, I coming back to what you said earlier, just quickly, uh, there, there does seem to be a more, um, more of a, I don't know, like a grow, a growing number of composing collaborations 
that we've noticed kind of developing over the last five, only quite recently, five, ten years. Obviously, there's, there've always been bands, and a few of those collaborations are coming out of bands. Yeah, yeah. you know, like Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and I, I'm I'm a particular fan of. Um, Sauna Jurians and Danny Bensey, who do like Ozark and American Gods and yeah. Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal and stuff like that, and 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 I think there is a slight difference in the in the process of collaborating, but particularly for screen, because you probably come at it with less of a preconceived notion of what you're going to do, and you look at the the first cut of you know a reel. And you probably just think, right, what is this inspiring in us? And there's more of a kind of improvisation thing. And you kind of, so yeah, it's more of a sculpting approach. And you feel like there is something there, but you've got to kind of chisel away at it. I guess like following on from that kind of, so so, so when we first started, started, started scoring villain which we, which was our first feature yeah um so 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 we we watched the edit it, it, it was um it, it was like it, it wasn't a final edit so, so so it was probably like it, it was a bit longer than, than the final film and and then and then i guess like the composition started with with, with sitting down and thinking thinking what what instruments we wanted to lead it what sounds we wanted what what role we wanted the music to do yeah. um the 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 pace i mean so 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 we decided straight away um and and and, and i think it might have been slightly um influenced by by the incredible enemy score that 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 that, that we wanted um bass clarinet um to, to 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 feature like really strongly in in the score and 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 that was like a that was like a i mean in some ways it's a decision but that's definitely like like that was definitely the beginning of 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 the composition starting because because that then began to form that the, the whole sound of 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 the score and of the film um and and that was a conversation and it's interesting because you can't if you're working on your own you can't like you can't really kind of you can't talk about you you, you know you you're not really going to have a conversation about like yourself and like, with yourself in the same way and and that's like a really wonderful thing kind of being the sort of wider concepts and the kind of wider like macro larger decisions kind of having like deep conversations about them and and kind of you know getting thoughts down and maybe slightly like debating different things and everything and it's like that that that's definitely one place where i really feel that working um in collaboration is is just like it's is like really amazing and it makes the composing so much more fun um and 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 effective i won't lie it sounds great to have the camaraderie in there as well like you know you work in those long hours on on different cues and you know you've, you've got your buddy there with you you know like <laughs> you're in the trenches together <laughs> i mean composing for the screen as you know and and doing sounds that there are really fun bits and there are really big creative bits and there's huge payoff but there's also a lot of admin yeah exactly <laughs> like, let's not skirt around it and sometimes especially especially in lockdown and especially with what's been going on in the world over the last like five or six months to have someone that's going to help you get to your desk and 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 you well you, to, to know that your writing partner is going to be at their desk with a cup of coffee at 10 a.m. and you're going to get a phone call going like right what are we doing today right Dave where are you at 10 <laughs> I've been yeah. here half an hour yeah. it's 11 o'clock mate you, you up <laughs> <laughs> yeah to get those angry phone calls has been a great motivation for me. <laughs> But no, that, that's another benefit, you know, like all those all those um, annoying bits of admin. We've got yeah. just two brains on it and we've got um, the camaraderie through it. And um, and uh, and so there's a lot there's a lot that you can share that makes the burden a bit lighter as well. There's all you know, there's also to be brutally honest, like 
at the beginning of lots of screen um, projects, it can, it can be very, very daunting. I mean, we've been in, we've been doing, we haven't, we haven't been, we haven't, you know, we're not that long in the tooth as a, as a partnership, but we've both written for a, a few, a few projects. And at the I'm always like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? I think I feel that, I don't know if, if, if you do actually, Aaron, I feel like you've got a lot more, <laughs> like, <laughs> you've got much more self-confidence to me, but every time. So having, like when you first watch the rush of a, a new you know thing for screen and you're like oh my god i've got to make this sound amazing yeah um and there's so much to do and i don't even know how many cues you've got to write because this at one and a half hours of no where do you even start you know, it's, it's, where do you even start and and having those thoughts and you're just like um, can i do this like yeah. did i just fluke the last one have i fluked every <laughs> job i've ever done oh god yeah imposter syndrome stepping in massively like yeah, someone's yeah. gonna catch me See, now. imposter syndrome like, <laughs> yes that is that's the thought that's the thought that you feel <laughs> like oh dear this is Games it up i'm gonna die Might as well flee the country <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the classic thing of like so it's so, so like first hearing about the project so so, so kind of like, for, like like first getting brought into the project kind of book before it's been short or before you've got any edits and uh, and, it, and it's like the feeling of just insane confidence of like yeah we're gonna smash it yeah 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 like we're 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 we're, we're, we're the right guys for the job <laughs> we're like this is gonna be amazing <laughs> sweet can't wait on it and then like and then you know four months down the line then then you get the edit and i'm watching it and then going oh oh god don't know what we're gonna do what are we gonna do we can't we can't do oh, we can't do screwed. this what have we got ourselves into <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the idiots that employed us they're gonna be so upset <laughs> and then like and th and then the following two months are like Oh, okay. Oh, oh my God! This, this, bit, that, that, like you know, and then like just insane up, ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you wake up at the end and go, man, did we write that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. look back and you're like, God, I couldn't do that again. Yeah. What a nutter! Who did that? Oh wait, who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do feel that on the kind of bringing it back to the collaboration that that I, I feel that both of our ups and downs may be a slightly in a, like out of sync which is the best possible thing oh yeah definitely if i'm having a freak out sometimes that'll be a point where where dave's got like the, the uber confidence and then that kind of brings us phase cancellation boys that's what you want then, like. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> <laughs> i don't but actually i don't i don't i don't know if they're freaking out or the overconfidence more helpful sometimes when you're feeling overconfident you're not actually doing much so having someone freaking out to bring you back down to yes yeah, to ground good. you they <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> find the perfect balance so you touched on uh, villain earlier. I want to talk about that a bit more. So this is one of your most recent projects, villain. It's um, it's a crime thriller, and it um, it stars quite a lot of like EastEnders and casualty people by the looks of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's had like some really cool responses to the soundtrack um, and the sound design and stuff. So like it, it must be quite nice to read. I mean, did you read the Guardian's review and stuff? Did you did you look at the reviews and think, oh wow, nice, they actually mentioned us. Like cool. Yeah, we, we, we read a few of the reviews. You, can, you know, we're really, we are excited to know what people thought, but you don't, I don't know, not necessarily expecting to get a mention in lots of film reviews because people are just, um, unless, unless it's a specific music specific magazine, but, um, to, but to hear that the, the score is, people have picked up on it is really, re really refreshing, I think. I mean, people... If, if 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 you've yeah if you've worked in sound for for cinema you realize 
just how important it is. If you've seen a film without any music, you realise how important it is. So I, I think oh, yeah. that when you see it silent, you're like, oh wow, this is weird. Yeah, this is an awful film. <laughs> no, you, you just but 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 I just think it deserves more mentioning. I think music in general for for screen things, it just deserves so much more praise. But obviously, I'm going to think that. But there we go. I think with with with, with the villain. So 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 villain was our first large scale project together, and I think we were. I mean, maybe we, I don't, I'm not sure we quite realized it kind of at, at the time, but we were incredibly lucky with it because it just required a lot of scoring and a lot of quite thick scoring where, where we could be really expressive and, and kind of, um, and bring the music to the quite, quite to the forefront at times and help dictate the pace. And, yeah. uh, and it was a film where like we, we were really able to kind of, like f- f- you know throw everything at it in a way that you know could, could kind of maybe set so- well n- not not that in a more subtle score you wouldn't throw things at it but it's in a, it's in a different sort of way yeah so of we were we were really lucky with that and and i think kind of the like a lot of the praise that the uh that the that the um soundtracks got is kind of is 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 in part because because we were able to to really go for it um which was which was just a you know a gift it was great I think we were also really lucky in that um, it was Phil Barantini, the director's first film. And he um, was, I think, quite strongly had his mind set on the fact that he wanted to make his own impression. And he wanted to kind of subvert what you might think when you see the title villain as a kind of like East London gritty kind of crime thriller. Yeah, it's a very strong title, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really strong kind of like, um, I don't know, meaty title. And you just think, OK, I'm going to see some violence here. I'm going to see, you know, but he he, he I think that Phil Phil is 100 um, percent focused on truth in stories and expressing that and like f- having a feeling of the, the truth of the characters coming from the real world. And it's also I think he's an incredibly emotional, um, uh, well, person. Yeah. And is just just demands that um response from his actors and so from craig fairbrass the the main character he phil's main focus i think for 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 eddie franks who's who was craig's character um was this was to get the emotion and the kind of like the, the arc of the emotion through the film um and um I, I think I think that he gave us he kind of gave us carte blanche to really try and focus on that journey rather than just make it a big kind of blockbustery, um, um, you know, smash. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but just the kind of like a, a smasher of a score. He wanted he he wanted the kind of like the inner that inner narrative as the as the focus rather yeah. than the kind of action and the coolness, um, which which is something that we just jumped at because that's that's <laughs> that's us all over. You know, we wanted we wanted to we wanted to express help him express that. I think which is you know great. Nice and 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 and, and interestingly, Craig Craig had seen one of film short, Phil's short films that we worked on, and um, and uh, Craig demanded that Phil bring his whole team on from that short film onto Villain. No way. So it was a lot. It was a lot of our debuts. But that's, that's the kind awesome. Of, I guess I get. Yeah, I know. It's, it's absolutely incredible. But I don't like, think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the uh, the lead actor was like, yeah, but um, you can you can direct it if you want, but you're gonna have to bring your whole team because I like that film. So Phil was <laughs> Phil. Phil. I think to be fair, I think Phil would have done it anyway. That's got to yeah. be said. He 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 likes trusting people and um and building a team but um yeah. but uh but but it's just it was it was we kind of found that out later but craig fairbrass is like you know he's been he's been um 
what's the word? Uh, fighting our corner. That's awesome. That's super cool. It's very rare as well. It must be really nice to have someone fighting your corner like that. Yeah, when yeah, you know, when when people like that are uh, are really concerned with how their films sound, I think it's I think it's really cool. It's a nice change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, you kind of touched on it there. What was the exact brief that they kind of said to you when they, when they first hired you on on the film? So I think like the the the, the and 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 this is probably going to touch slightly upon the what we were saying earlier about kind of the instruments that we chose for the score as well. Um, that that there were like. Kind of with our kind of first conversations um, that, that that we had with with Phil and, and and the rest of the team and kind of what the music was going to convey, there was a I guess the two main things that that, that were really important were no three main things that were really important um, that, that 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 we really wanted to express was so the first being Craig for um, Eddie who who who's a character he's he, so he's the the lead character played by Craig Fairbrass and um and he's the the whole film really is about his journey and um and he's a very like he's been in prison for 10 years he's quite damaged uh but he's also quite a force as well like he's, he's got, got a noble his, a nobleness he, about him yeah he's yeah yeah he's some and, sort and of he definitely honor has integrity and moral yeah, code. yeah exactly yeah that. like kind of a, an, an honor on a gra- kind of gravitas yeah that's kind of like about honor. great yeah, yeah great gra- gravitas is definitely definitely a good one um to, to describe it so there was the, the expression of that there was the expression of the setting of of inner city east london and and that grittiness and that realness um and then the third thing to express was specifically the character of eddie um again which is craig fairbrass um his the relationship with his daughter which is a theme that um which is a theme that kind of goes throughout the film and 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 it's kind of how how the film manages to explore i guess um eddie's intentions um post coming out of prison and and it and and it explains his change and and why he wants to go on the path that he's going on um and there were three things which we wanted to kind of present very differently uh on a musical level yeah um so the so craig fairbrass which we touched on before was the bass clarinet because the bass clarinet is just so deep and like woody and rich and organic and it stands out it, as well it, doesn't it kind of it tick it, it stands out it's i mean it, it is used it is used a bit but it's not kind of it's not a sound that's going to kind of that, that's going to blend into the wallpaper like it's like it's a it's a strong sound um and then the and then the, the, the east london that 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 was kind of i think the way that we were seeing it that was the kind of electronic um, and kind of processed elements of the score. So a, a lot of like um, uh, like washed out um, kind of tape loops and drones um, and tape delays and, and th- th- thuddy fast percussion loops. Yeah, yeah, that, that like and and the sort of again organic sounding, but but a bit blurry and a bit disconcerting. Um, right. Yeah, because it's a world that he doesn't understand either. So so it's, it, it, yeah. I don't think we wanted to just put like. Kind of modern electronic music in it needed to be kind of like his well, kind, it's of kind of a dissonance with him i guess as well isn't it because he's interpreting it differently yeah yeah exactly exactly and then the third which was which was his um relationship with the daughter was there there, there, there was a lot of piano and cello in in the score as well and um and which was a bit like especially the piano was like where the score was at its most delicate i think harmonically as well as well as kind of sonically yeah well, I was going to say, like, it's quite a mix, isn't it? Because, like, um, you're saying about the piano there, and you've mentioned 
the, the kind of bass clarinet and then you've got that mix of electronic in there so it's a really nice blend i was listening to some samples um recently and it's, it's got, got a really nice full mixture there is that something you aim to do on every kind of soundtrack or this one just spoke to you in that way like you you know you said you had those three things to focus on and they all just kind of called to you these things right so you're saying that each one just kind of identified itself as electronic or as a bit more piano or a bit more bass clarinet yeah i think i think you know what it's to be to be brutally honest i think that the these things become more identifiable in, with hindsight. At the time, I think you're just kind of reacting. Yeah. And everything that Aaron just said about those three focuses, it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> the, the piano just does completely fit the line of Chloe, the daughter, and the delicate nature of that and stuff. And um, and it's just like, oh yeah, like that that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to like see where the main character arcs and the emotional arcs are through the film and and build sonically from from those those kind of like sub stories i suppose those emotional stories yeah um i think in a film like that that's what you're trying to do i think that i, I don't know if i don't know if we think that it's important to to be creating a, a score with contrast in it i think that we we're not thinking about the kind of soundtrack album when we're doing the film but then when you kind of like you know, when the dust settles and you've you've handed in the score for the film, you're like, oh god, there's there's probably enough material here for a, for a soundtrack album. We should put it together. And it was a different beast, kind of like putting the playlist together because it's not obviously not like how it, how it happens chronologically in the film. Mm. Um, but then there is it happens to be contrast because you've been telling these different stories. Um, and you know, we 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 I think we're both quite interested with the, especially with this kind of film in avoiding kind of like um orchestral tropes uh and we we wanted to make quite a kind of like a, te a textural tangible sound get up and close and personal with a couple of key instruments um and and so and so what i'm trying to say is there probably is like much more contrast that we could um have put in that score but at the end of the day you're trying to create a, a sound world that you sit in and you explore different corners of really thoroughly yeah. rather than rather than completely change ch change the sound i suppose we don't want too much contrast either do you because then it just kind of messes everything up yeah exactly exactly you're trying to paint with the same paintbrush that's a really bad analogy you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> occasionally you use a roller occasionally you know yeah but um, no, no no let's just stay on this analogy i want you to fix it i want you to do it <laughs> <laughs> there must be like paint with paints but not bring the crayons out yeah yeah no one's interested we'll in felt tips anymore analogy, no, no like, one yeah, gives yeah, a yeah. shit <laughs> just say yeah. yeah stop it with a permanent marker <laughs> i think i think one thing that we are both really interested in um is is like this blend of organic and electronic and extending the organic with the electronic and kind of like finding kind of spaces that fit like within like in between those two in between those two kind of i guess mediums and sounds and like histories and uh, and everything else like is is something that we've that that, that, that i don't know like it i mean it, it works really well then and 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 we thought about a lot and and is kind of and it kind of fits our i think our our personalities with with, with aaron with aaron's kind of solo stuff um sorry to sorry to to blow your trumpet here mate but um <laughs> there's a family aaron, show guys aaron 
<laughs> oh god uh, here we go. um aaron's um aaron's solo stuff um it blends blends kind of sound design with with composition and music so so freely that you you don't quite it's quite it's slightly unclassifiable what you're listening to you know using using enormous um I'm trying to avoid saying either music or sound design, but it's impossible uh, using <laughs> like kind of these huge um, kind of soundy gestures within a musical piece um, and just exploring different um, different things. And to be brutally honest, I definitely at uni, even as, a, as early as that, was like, oh, there's probably a different way of doing music than just kind of like writing it on a piece of paper and, uh, <laughs> Who and, knew? and, then, and then kind of canning it to musicians and playing that because I was I. I come from more of a classical background than Aaron in terms of like, it, it, I, I don't know, I was, I was just playing in, in, in orchestras since I was quite small on the on the violin and then and, and things like that. But then um, I think Aaron's always he, he was way ahead of me and all that kind of stuff. And then since and then I, I mean, I definitely developed a bit of a, a taste for it in theatre because I, I did a bit of sound design in theatre and I realised, oh, God, there's a lot of fun to be had here. And it's definitely it. There is a way of listening to this that is musical. So, so yeah, that's just, I guess, building on what Aaron just said, but we're always interested in, in, in how you can push organic ele elements into sound design. And we, we, yeah, and, and, and with James Drake, the sound designer on Villain, he was very open to that kind of thing. Not that we're stepping on his toes very much, but I think he was really interested in, 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 in seeing a couple of these ideas realized and seeing how um, cer um, certain sounds that we'd kind of produced even from like a bass clarinet sound or something like that could end up enhancing visually what's there. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's, I think that, I think that creates quite an interesting experience when you're watching it. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe you just don't notice. I don't know. <laughs> no, some people never will, you know, some people never notice the music or sound design and, you know, I just don't listen to them. So it's fine. So <laughs> we do. We do it's, so, so there, there are sometimes, sometimes when you watch the film, and 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 it all like like so, so, so. I've really been making an effort in the last, well, it's not recently, in the last like four or five years. Now, when I'm watching films, I'm like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the film, and then, but I'm gonna really concentrate on the music, and I want to sort of be breaking it down and seeing what the composer's doing and how um, they're reacting to to what's going on and everything else um but then like sometimes you just sometimes the film's great and then it gets to the end and you're like oh oh god yeah. I, I don't know what the music was doing at all which which, which like is is nothing to do you know like all, all that means is that it's it was an incredible film yeah it means it's done the job well in a way to be honest yeah, yeah. Um, and i have to admit i'm the same like i if i go with the purpose to listen to it then i will um, but also it's nice not to feel like work when you're enjoying entertainment, isn't it? So sometimes I literally just switch off, don't care about the audio as much and mm. just enjoy the whole thing as a whole. But then you can't help it when some stuff stands out. And then other times you're like, oh, that worked as a really nice cohesive project. I didn't notice anything, but it's not a bad thing. The, the dark art is, is get, is through your work, trying to understand what that almost subconscious process is for someone who's immersed in yeah. the film. And holding on to their attention, holding on to their immersion, and just highlighting the different things, 
um, whilst not kind of like feeling the need to, to, to stick your head above the parapet and be like, by the way, I'm doing amazing melodies or whatever. <laughs> didn't I just um, do I this, mean, didn't I? Nice one. Hey. Yeah. This chord <laughs> sequence. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we have to be honest here. Like you do slightly want people to notice. Of but like, but, 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 but like, you know, not really, not really, not really. <laughs> but that's when, but that, you know, there are moments in the film there are always like maybe 10% of the time, maybe 20, maybe half this film if you're really lucky. But there will be little opportunities. The director's like, well, you've got this movement sequence here and the music's got to be amazing. Yeah, We yeah, have yeah. that in, in Villain. The obvious moment is the last three minutes, which are um, basically this slow motion sequence. And we were asked to write a song. We were just asked to produce an incredibly emotional bit of song that was just going to punch people in the guts. That was the brief on that bit. Nice. But yeah, we were, th th and, and, and being being asked as a composer to stick your head above the parapet is a very scary experience. I think we were both glad it happened now in hindsight. But yeah. we basically spent probably the first like third of the time on the film mm, mm, mm. Um, completely ignoring that challenge because we just had other things to think about. Yeah. And then eventually we were like, okay, we might need to think about this now <laughs> and, uh, and started. Um, and that, that was definitely prob probably the most um, extreme version of laddering because we had to write lyrics as well. So we mm. um, we just sent so much stuff back and forth and it took a long time to write, but the, yeah. That, that one, uh, um, and we actually haven't done this since, but um, but, but that one started on uh, voice records of like, you know, uh, having, my, having my cornflakes and then um, and then like, oh, like suddenly there'd be like three voice records of like Dave, <laughs> Dave with like different, like, you know, iPhone on top of the piano, um, like, 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 like just some chords and and, and different away. melodies, and it was just like, oh, nice, sweet, 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 and uh, and then kind of like get there, but because because like often the laddering is within like a you know a session within um within Ableton, which is the door that we use for composing, um, but 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 but, but like that, yeah, we need to do that more. That was really nice actually. The sort of like the the um the offline the offline kind of approach yeah, yeah. The, the 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 offline it was it was really fun and then like sometimes you'd like get one and you'd be like on a bike and then you'd be like listening to it and cycling and like dodging and kind of almost like <laughs> crashing um <laughs> not advised <Yeah>. not advised <laughs> do you ever sing like um, to each other yeah like, do you ever go actually with this word? Da, na, 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 and then <laughs> Aaron, Aaron actually has a surprisingly pure falsetto and he's been singing over the phone to me. Occasionally. Amazing. It's always for work. Don't worry. It's always for work. <laughs> Serenading you on a Friday night. Like. Dave, I mean, I don't think he's got perfect pitch, but if he doesn't have perfect pitch, he's got as close to damn it as perfect pitch or like the most incredible relative pitch that, that you can get. So, 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 so Dave will be like, you know, you you will be able to, like, um, I don't know. But there, there there'll be some chords, and then sort of Dave will have a melody in his in in his head, and it might be like an eight bar melody, or or, or you know, a long melody over six octaves, and um, and 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 Dave will just be able to come out and just like sing it flawlessly, purely in key. Oh um, wow! He's a he's a he's a very good singer. I think that's a bit too much. <laughs> Actually, to 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 disprove you straight away. Um, the when we had to write the final song, which is called "This Is for My Girl," which is at the end of the um, OST, if anyone's interested, by the way, um, and uh, we 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 kind of put it together and used. We were we were. It's got quite a melismatic, quite um, you know, uh, ornament heavy uh, main melody line, and um, we kind of experimented on it for a while. Eventually, got a version with me singing on it that we were happy with, and we sent this version praying 
that the director Phil would like it and be like, yeah, I can really imagine that at the end of the film. That's made me feel yeah. emotional. You know, we were going route one here. We needed to impress him. And, um, and, uh, the response was like, yeah, I've sent it to all everyone. Everyone's pumped about it. Um, but um, I think we should get a new singer, you know, like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. and we we're like, oh, it's obviously, it's obviously just the draft version with me singing it. And Phil texts back going, oh my God, Dave, your voice is amazing, mate. But um, <laughs> we should really get another singer. <laughs> they didn't know oh, it was me amazing. singing it. So like one of those awkward like... moments where they're like, oh no, we weren't saying it was bad. We just wanted different. That's all I meant. It was, it was too good. It was too good. so i'm drawing to the end of our time here but i have a final question for you both well actually i have actually i lie i lied i have two questions i've thought of another one that i want to ask you so first one before the final one is what would you guys love to work on together what is your dream project that you guys would love to work on so can we say like an existing project that we wish had never been scored yeah, and definitely. and it would be amazing to I mean the, the, yeah one that exists or doesn't exist I think one um score which and it came out in 2012 or 13 so when we were still studying together and we were absolutely it was a series it wasn't a film we were absolutely obsessed with the score when it came out and yep. also obsessed with the series and like the score is just like it's 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 got the amazing thing where it's really bombastic and it really um like you really notice it but it also colors and it's very colorful but it's for like a, a series which is really colorful and, and it really creates the world and that was so bold um, it's just incredible. so bold and um and and, and that was utopia all right um, yeah the, so, so, so 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 which was a channel four documentary yeah again it was like 2012 or 13 and um and the I'm going to, I've forgotten his name. It was uh, the, the Christabel, was Tapia Christabel De Vier. Tapia De Vier. De Vier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his melodies are more mem- memorable than his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Bit of an idol. Ju- like ju- just the most like incredible, inc- like, what, what, one of my favorite um, kind of soundtracks of, of any film or, or series, um, like really amazing. And it would just be so fun to score because you've just got this whole, like, like you, 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 you know how, how like since kind of Netflix has has started p- putting out s- series, there's been like a real excel- acceleration of like how kind of um forefront or like how important I guess like art art departments are are in are in um series and now series will so often have like really clear you know a really clear color palette and a really strong kind of wardrobe department and, yeah. and everything is so like visually and sonically in sync and uh, and i think kind of utopia was one of the first like shows that came out where it felt that kind of every single element of it was so perfectly married and so like bowls and and had such a character um you know for, for, for from the from the script to the to the kind of the grade and the colors to um like the sound design to the music like it was it, it was just amazing and 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 to work on something like that where it's just like the like where where where, where it's so like bright and bold in its kind of in its aesthetic um was and yeah yeah it would just be like really fun mm. and amazing to work on i think nice i have to say i didn't expect that that was a nice choice 
Well, the, the suspense you built up was amazing as well. Like you talked about the series and the, yeah. and the soundtrack. And I'm like, what is it? What is this? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they got to the point. It was like, shit. Who? Like, like, they, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, sadly, it is my time for my final question. So, I mean, it can be a very short question, or it can be like a medium question because it depends on things like NDAs. So what are you currently working on now that you can tell us about? What's next? Well, uh, <laughs> not the rush to answer this one. This is where um, you have to be very careful. I don't think I don't think we can actually mention anything we're working on or have kind of coming up. We we just scored. Um, I don't know. I think you know we're we're quite open to to different media. I don't think we're just interested in in collaborating on one specific form of you know like for example just films or just i don't know audio dramas or what have you we're quite yeah. open to different things and we just had an absolutely amazing time um writing for a really beautiful um documentary about the 1970 world cup oh cool its 50th anniversary and it was um a, a, a uh, basically a media company had got hold of about 29 hours of film footage from the FIFA archive and it's the first um world cup that they filmed in color all right yeah and um and so we we we, we scored that and that's coming out really soon uh, i think the release is a bit um complicated because fifa are distributing it worldwide right okay. so it'll be an on i think it would probably be an online release so it could it could be um broadcast in the uk to anyone who owns the rights to the world cup so that's itv and and, and bbc so i guess look out for that excellent um because well because like like anything like it's all about the emotional journey and it's just what was going on in the world in 1970 and like how much it means to those players yeah and the new style of football they created and probably the best football team ever <laughs> apart from the current man U squad am i right now um <laughs> but um but um get your footy politics out of it <laughs> <laughs> um no i just i just think um um yeah well we're, we're really excited about that and we'll hopefully be following that up with some well, other other sports documentary um, uh, work that we can't say what it is, um, and um, we have the intention to come up with a concept album of sorts because we want to keep on sharpening our tools as a collaboration, and we feel that doing that away from screen would be a really useful project. Um, it's hopefully um, at the some which we will, you know, um, attack as an idea in the, in like in the, in the next relatively short time span. So hopefully within the next six months, we're going to put a bit of time into that because we feel like sometimes in the current climate, and I don't know if other composers and artists generally agree with this. If you just work within a specific industry, it's very difficult for people, other people in that industry to understand what your voice might be when adding it to the mix of their film yeah. or their project. And having, um, we feel like we create a completely different sound world for each product project. So having our own voice through that, I mean, there are obviously similarities and hopefully there's a kind of um, a quality there, but oh, yeah. we, 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 we're interested in, in pushing the boat into our own direction and, and then having people go, oh yeah, we'd love that. Or, or maybe not. Maybe they'll just be like, oh, that's definitely not the guys that we want. But we, <laughs> we're interested in building that as a brand and we feel like it's important to be regarded as as um as you know composers as a as an outfit in our own right um 
as well as like collaborators on 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 larger you know multimedia projects so i have to say gents it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast um many of our listeners has probably noticed as well that you brought out the london and essex in me so my accent has probably been a much more british southern accent for this episode than any other episode hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> delighted delighted to be of service my I friend haven't got my telephone voice on anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's been an absolute pleasure and i hope you'll both join me again soon in the near future yeah it'd be a pleasure to come back on man thanks so much good luck with the podcast brilliant Thanks a lot. No, thanks very much to you both and take care. Hey everyone, this is Sam. Thanks very much for listening to the Sound Architect podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, there are many ways you can support the show, which is incredibly appreciated. Obviously, there's the financial way where you can support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash sounddesignuk. However, there are many other ways which also help, such as liking, subscribing, reviewing, commenting and sharing via whatever channel you listen on. Even a like or share on social media really, really helps. So thanks so much for your support already. It really is a work of passion for me and I'd love to keep sharing the knowledge from all these talented and wonderful people. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode. Hello, this is Tim from Tonebenders. Check out our new double episode about the sound of the hit series, The Queen's Gambit. Part one features Eric Hain on the mixing of the series and part two talks to the sound editorial and Foley team. Listen to these new episodes wherever you find your podcasts or at tonebenderspodcast.com. Hey, this is Christian from a Sound Effect podcast. In our latest episode, you will hear about designing sound for Netflix series The Crown and composing music for The Haunting of Bly Manor. Check it out at soundeffect.com forward slash podcast.